0: Hello and welcome to Pro Construction Guide's weekly series of ProCast. This is the episode about cordless power tool trends. I'm David Dole.
1: And I'm John Gordon. And I want to thank you for joining us each week for Pro Construction Guide Magazine's ProCast. It's a podcast built exclusively for you, the professional contractor.
0: You can listen to any ProCast at ProConstructionGuide.com or
1: iTunes. And David and I uh, share just a little bit each week, but we're not going to spend a bunch of time. We've been doing a radio show for 20 years. Uh, love the relationship that we've uh, built with Pro Construction Guide. If you want to learn a little bit more about us, check out AskJohnAndDave.com. That's AskJohnAndDave.com. Got to spell out the end. And you can see all kinds of stuff that we've done there. Well, want really to really focus uh, mostly on the content for, day, uh, for today and wanted to talk a little bit about Pro Construction Guide for a second. Um, you know, the magazine is absolutely... Absolutely free. In fact, all the education materials for pros that they put out are free. There's no charge for any of us. The website, the email, the podcasts, they're great tools, and they go to great lengths to make sure that you guys can get them free.
0: Hey, all, all that the Pro Construction Guide team requests is that you support the advertisers and the sponsors of their magazine, websites, newsletters, and podcasts. They vet the advertisers closely, and they work only with sponsors that they believe in, and that's a good thing.
1: It's is exactly how we have run it, David, for twenty years, and it seems to work. So,
0: before we get started, we'd like to thank Rigid for sponsoring this procast.
1: On with the show. This week, we're talking cordless power tools, and we're fortunate to have a guest with decades of experience working with all kinds of tools. And he's here to tell us about the latest uh, cordless tool trends that'll make your job easier and more profitable. Our guest today is Clint Everett DeBoer, is the editor-in-chief of Pro Tool Reviews, which is an online magazine publishing tool reviews uh, and industry tool industry news. Clint was a guest uh, a couple months ago with us and talked about uh, the coolest uh, tool, and in, uh, which included the introduction of the 2014-2015 um, lineup from uh, some, some very well-respected uh, manufacturers. So welcome back to the Pro Construction Guide Procast to Clint DeBoer. Clint, how are you this morning? Hey, I'm doing great. It's great to be back. Awesome. Why don't you give us uh, just a, again for everybody's benefit the 30 second bio on Clint DeBoer?
2: Sure. No, no problem. It, it's clear that I love tools. Uh, I, and I think that started back when I was a kid helping my dad, who never seemed to have the right tool for the job. Uh, <laughs> God bless him. <laughs> I think I think we renovated our house two or three times with a corded drill, a table saw, a circular saw, and maybe some wire cutters.
1: Um, what? What's your point? What
2: else you need? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. I'm I'm talking to, the, I think that was everybody back then, but looking back, man, I think some cordless lithium-ion tools would have saved us a ton of time. <laughs> so um, I started Pro Tool Reviews in 2008 uh, because I saw a lot of do-it-yourself sites um, that, that did some tool coverage, but there really wasn't a lot of pro-focused stuff. And so with a background in online publishing and a love for renovating old houses, uh, I really wanted to create a site that answered the kind of questions that I had, which was what's the best drill, who makes the best compact miter saw, you know, what's up with this lithium ion stuff that was kind of starting to be talked about and come on board. And so um, so creating ProToolReviews.com just made a lot of sense. And uh, it didn't take long before we were hearing back from uh, manufacturers like DeWalt, Makita, and Rigid, and Milwaukee, and they were telling us, man, we love that you're really focused on the pro. Yeah. And so ProToolReviews, yeah, it just became, you know, more and more about reviewing tools in a way that pros could figure out which ones they needed to get the job done and, you know, what they could expect from these tools. So, And and the other cool thing is we get our hands on these things, uh, you know, way before they come to market, which has been a lot of fun.
1: you talked about that last time. That is very cool. So, um, that in mind, what's the biggest, what, what are the biggest cordless tool trends that you're seeing?
2: Oh, there's a few, um, we've been, you know, going to back to back media events this year and just seeing a lot of stuff. And, um, I think one of the big trends has been just better batteries. Okay. Uh, You've got, yeah. I mean, it, when lithium ion came out, it was a big deal. But what's happening now is, is the manufacturers are really starting to settle in, and they're really starting to figure this stuff out. And so you're getting these lithium ion batteries that have more and more power, more and more runtime, in the same footprint. So they're not getting any bigger, but they're providing more power and more runtime in the same package. And then you know manufacturers can do anything they want with this. They can they can give you more torque, they can give you uh, longer runtime. Um, so they're not, you know, they're not limited in how they choose depending on the type of tool what they do with these batteries. And then also, you know, you're you're getting packs that last, you know, three to five years or more. And so they're you're getting, you know, guys are be able to go out and buy these tools and they're just lasting a lot longer. And some of the manufacturers are even offering five year warranties or, or limited, you know, or lifetime service agreements. And there's all yeah. sorts of options out
1: there. So, always heard that lithium-ion batteries uh, have some really great benefits. But what, what, are, what, what about issues? What about drawbacks? Things that might not be so good about lithium-ion. Lithium yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, there's a few, uh, there's a few drawbacks. Uh, you know, if you shoot them just right, they, uh, they explode. So, you don't want to hit them with a high-powered rifle. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, let me, let me translate that. I'm not the brightest uh, light. In fact, some argue I'm low voltage. But you're saying... It's it's lithium-ion, just get on with it, right? You know, just, I mean, basically, am, am I smart enough to get that right?
2: Um, there's, there's a couple things. I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, definitely I would say go, don't be afraid. Go go out there and get it. I would say this, though. Don't buy a no-name lithium-ion battery. Okay. So you're going to find, if you go look on eBay and just some of these places, you're going to see kind of these no-name generic uh, batteries out there that, you know, they don't have a logo and it, but it sure looks like it can fit your tool, and they advertise that it can fit your tool. There's a lot going on. I was only I was kind of kidding about the explosion thing, but you know there is a lot going on in these batteries. They're definitely more reactive. There's a lot of um,
1: of technology,
2: and there's a lot of stuff that can really go wrong. So you don't. But want to I heard it. that
1: I heard those those no names will hang Chinese drywall really well.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, bam, <laughs> that, and we all know how that worked out.
1: All right, I'm sorry for that. That was not professional.
0: That's all right. <laughs> hey, so what? 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 Are, hey, Clint, what am I supposed to do with my nightcads?
2: Uh, I they're done, man. They're done. Just, just here's the thing. Um, hardly anybody's making them. Dewalt's still committed, and and it's noble because what they want to do is they want to make sure they support uh their existing crew. You know, they're all mm-hmm. those tools that are out there. Sure. And so I think that's really cool. But for the most part what you're finding is manufacturers are moving on or if they are still supporting NICAD, they're kind of, you know, they're doing it, but they're not, they're kind of doing it reluctantly because they're being faithful to their customers that went out and bought all these old NICAD tools. But honestly, um, NICAD is, is, uh, is very inexpensive to make. It's great for, you know, it's, it was neat when we had these tools that weren't as powerful. I I honestly think the new tools are cheap enough and, and and great enough that you can really kind of toss these, you know, instead of buying another NICAD battery and spending the money, just just get a new tool. And the other thing that's really cool is that today's 12-volt lithium-ion tools beat or at least are as powerful as these what used to be the 18-volt NICAD standards. Mm.
0: Okay. Absolutely. Here's the yeah. only problem now. I'm getting rid of these NICAD batteries. I'm going to have to join the gym. <laughs> <laughs> What's another (laughs) that won't hurt you? You
2: could use them for your gym tools.
0: Yes, just just tie just just tape them onto a bar, right? That's right. There you go. Oh, that's funny. All
1: right. um, So, look, what's um, get the battery piece, which is great information, arguably the heart of the tool. Well, probably shouldn't say that, but important piece. What's another uh, trend that you're seeing out there that would especially be uh, relevant for our pro listeners?
2: Yeah so I think um, I think a lot of manufacturers are coming on board and they're starting to make lighter tools. So the first step was kind of figure out lithium ion, get that going, get real excited about 18 volt and how it, could, how it can kind of provide more power and get more runtime. And now they're starting to realize, hey, these guys are using these things overhead. they're up on ladders. Um, and so they're, you know manufacturers have kind of finally uh, figured out how to go brushless uh, and make these yeah. these tools that no longer have brushes that wear out. But they have electronics in the tool that cause the motor to spin and commutate it. And so they're now they're, they're able to, to start really thinking about, man, what, do we, what can we do? We just shortened – you know, we took a drill that used to have to be, you know, X number of inches long. We just cut an inch and a half off of it by, by you know, putting everything in the electronics. So you're getting these smaller tools. You're getting – people are um, paying attention again to not just trying to get as much power out. But, hey, you know, if you don't need that, that lithium-ion fat pack, use a thin pack. You know, if you're going to do overhead work and you don't need to put in, you know, 800 screws, maybe you only have to put in 400 screws, save the weight. So you're yeah. getting all of these things coming together that are creating these lighter tools. Some companies are going gangbusters on 12-volt, and they're creating a lot of these 12-volt, really lightweight tools that still have the power as some of these 18-volts, just in a much compact package, and maybe they don't run as long.
1: Okay, so maybe that explains because I'm seeing more and more new cordless, new cordless tools showing up on the shelves, is, yeah. what's drive, is that what's driving that? Yeah, you're seeing between, you know, so, sometimes that's
2: 12-volt tools, but sometimes it's, yeah, you, you already got a drill on the market. And now they go, hey, here's our
1: compact 18-volt
2: uh, you know, impact driver. And, and it's crazy. Some of these impact drivers are so small now, they're the size of what used to be a right-angle drill. I mean, they're tiny. So yeah, they're really starting to pay attention. You know, you got OSHA is is pushing people for ladder safety, and you can make the ladder really, really safe. But if you're up there and you got to be using a really heavy tool overhead um, yeah. or around wiring or your electric, you know, you've got one of these linemen. I mean, there's a really good argument for making those tools ergonomic and lightweight.
0: Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, so, I, I had a, I have a question about um, have you have you messed much with the Ryobi finish nailers?
2: The, the I love I love those. Um, yeah, the airstrikes. Yes. Yeah.
0: I, I keep walking by them and they keep calling my name. <laughs> I mean, it's I've time. had I've had pass loads for years and uh, and love them, but you know they're not without issues. So
2: yes. Well, so the, I think what it's important to know about those is you're you're not going to take an airstrike tool for a um, like a serial application. I mean, if you're making furniture all day long, right. That's not the tool for you. You're going to want something a little lighter. You're going to want something a little more nimble, and it might be hooked up to a, you know it's going to be hooked up to a hose. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I've got a you know my neighbor who actually does some reviews for us. Uh, you know David uses uh, these these tools all the time. He's a, he's a master trim carpenter. He builds a lot of furniture, but he does a lot of the stuff in people's homes. He is in love with the Rio AirStrike system.
0: There, yeah, that's what I thought.
2: Oh, man, it, it just keeps him from having to hook up a compressor, drag a line. He's going upstairs. I mean, he just, you know, at first he looked at it and went, oh, it's kind of heavy. And, and boy, he started, I didn't, I, I still haven't, I haven't seen my tools in over a year. <laughs> That'll teach you. I, I want to be your neighbor, Clint. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. There's there's a lot of cordless tools coming to market. I just think that they're making more and more tools. Um, you're seeing that, like, the Airstrike's a perfect example. Who would have thought You know, two years ago, three years ago that Ryobi would get into that market, um, you know, it used to be just you had a cordless drill, you had a cordless driver, and you had a saw. That's it. And now you've got all these tool companies are are out there, and you just look at the end cap at Home Depot, and you're going to just see, you know, there's 12, 18 tools sitting Mm -hmm. there all on the same battery platform. You've got multi-tools. You've got saws. You've got hacksaws, You've got all these different things. You've got sanders. And and they're and the cool thing is they're not all using the same motors, so they're not just like taking one platform and and throwing a bunch of things on it. They're custom designing these tools so that the motors are made for the tool for the application. The batteries and the and the electronics are all customized. And man, we're getting really a lot of benefit out of that.
0: Awesome. Glad to see it too because I've got several of those tools, and people laugh at me on some job sites because of the Ryobi tools, but. You know, the price point of where they're at, if I drop that thing off of a ladder and it disintegrates, which we've dropped plenty of those tools and they don't disintegrate. They actually hold up quite well. Um, I'm thrilled with them in that I can use one battery, fits all those tools uh, for us. And, you know, like I said, the price point is at such a, a place also with their batteries that, you know, when they go bad, you just you can replace it and you just you're just not that upset over it
2: absolutely es- especially for uh, companies that are outfitting their people with tools mm-hmm. and they're putting them on the trucks or they're taking them out you know they're filling the tool crib full of stuff it it really does make a lot of sense especially if you know you know maybe some of my guys aren't quite as careful as I am with my own tools so i think you just have a lot of different customers but i see guys come out for doing ac work and and do it electrical, and, and they're pulling a lot of green out of their tool bags, sure, uh, to get these jobs done. Absolutely. Hey, so what's the future look like for cordless tools? Uh, I just saw the future at a recent media event. <laughs> it, was, it looks impressive. I can't tell you. I'd have to. I, I would probably never be invited back. Um, but let let me, in a general sense, tell you that um, the the future is looking like uh, technology. It looks like um, that, that, that the sophistication of the tools that allows them to, to do what they do is, uh, is only the beginning. And so we, we went to a, what I can talk about. We went to a DeWalt event, and they showed off a Bluetooth uh, tool battery. So you connect to the tool battery via Bluetooth, and it will tell you the, the condition of the battery, the status of the battery, and, and what that tool can do. Wow. Um, some t- companies are going to be doing a lot more than that. And uh, and so I think that when we start talking about tools getting smarter, um, I think we have a, a lot of interesting applications. You know, we had talked about you know tool tracking. I mean, let it you know when a tool leaves a job site, knowing where it is and where it goes, and you know that used to be kind of RFID kind of thing. But yeah, what if you put yeah. a GPS in a, in a battery or in a tool? Oh
0: boy, I like that. Now here's the problem with <laughs> that is that my wife could actually turn the tool off, and so I would have to come right. home.
1: Right, you're done. <laughs> no, I think what she's going to say is like, "Hey, your tools parked at Joe's Bar and Grill. Um, how much is that job going to be worth?"
2: Right. <laughs> so, yeah, some of these technologies might need to be turned off. So, uh, but but just uh, in in terms of um, of technology, man, the, the the batteries are getting insane. You're getting a lot more runtime, a lot more power, and uh, it's almost getting to the point where. Uh, you know, there's there's so much of it, you, you really can't do much more because it's just going to overheat the tool. So you're seeing, I think you're just seeing tools get a lot smarter. Um, and so that, that getting that extra run time and getting that extra power, it's more than just making the battery bigger and bigger. The tools have to be smart enough to know not to overheat. The tool has to be smart enough to know how much power can I draw before I start to build up a heat curve that's going to shut the motor down. Got it. Um, so just technology, that's geeky stuff, but I guess what I'm saying is the batteries are going to be are, are going we're continuing to see impressive battery improvement. We're also continuing to see impressive tool improvement, and I think the end result is going to be that you're going to see a lot less corded tools and a lot more uh, a lot less corded tools and a lot lot more cordless.
1: Okay. Well, just take one more second before we try to summarize some stuff on the all the brushless technology stuff. Yeah. Um, and why that's why that seems to be so uh, you know prevalent and valuable
2: So the thing that's impressive about brushless technology is it's kind of it, it's a first of all it used to be kind of easy to do with I'm going to use the word easy because I'm not an engineer and didn't have to go through the development process but it was easy relatively speaking to do for impact drivers impact drivers ran at a constant, Rate. There's a mechanism in there, in there that goes and it draws a certain amount of power across all of its usable life. So when you press that button on an impact driver, uh, and it, it's just going to go, it's going to pull a certain amount of energy from a battery. Brushless technology was very hard to come up with for drills and for other tools that had variable amounts of pull. You know, once a drill torques down, it needs, it needs to go from pulling, you know, 20 amps to over 100 amps. Uh-huh. And so Yeah. And so figuring out that nut, cracking that nut and figuring out how to do it for anything that wasn't a constant pull tool, like an impact driver, took the industry a number of years. And now you're seeing these manufacturers are cracking that nut. And so you're seeing all these tools come out with brushless technology. So it's allowing everything to be made in a way that has less usable part or less wearable parts, um, less that's less to break. That's less to worry about. And because it necessitated the use of electronics, it ushered in this industry of, uh, or this, this kind of situation where we, now we've got smarter and smarter tools. So now you're seeing these impact drivers with three torque control buttons on it. Now I can do my cabinetry screws and not strip them out and then go through go in the same thing, hit another button, and go drive a lag bolt.
1: All right. Yeah. Dave, so, cool stuff. Uh, okay. I'm sorry, I'm
2: geeking out. I love this.
1: Stuff. No, that's all right. That's all right. I just, but David, David like geeks out on this stuff too. So I was just going to like let him talk.
0: <laughs> no, I love, I love that stuff and the thoughtfulness, uh, you know, that they're starting to put in it because, you know, the battery operated tools, you know, they started out as what they were heavy and expensive. And, uh, you know, we're just, it's just getting better and better and better. That's all there is to it. Yeah, it's
1: awesome. Before we continue with our conversation about power tools, here's a word from our sponsor, Rigid. Looking for power on the go? The Easy to Carry Rigid Pro Pack is a 4.5 gallon wet dry vac designed to deliver powerful suction while achieving the demands of the Pro. The Pro Pack's toolbox design provides convenience and mobility to and from the job site. The hose and tools store compactly inside while delivering full size performance, rugged durability, and offering the powerful performance necessary to get the job done. It comes with RIDGID's industry-leading lifetime warranty that gives you peace of mind, now exclusively at The Home Depot or homedepot.com. All right, so, Clint, we like to wrap these things up. We're not ready to totally wrap up yet, but just let's summarize. I love it when we can just say, hey, Clint, what are the main points that you want our pro listeners to take away from this procast?"
2: Perfect. I would say don't buy another NICAD battery. Okay. Um, if you're going to spend money on something, go buy, go buy a new kit, get, get your tools upgraded, get on lithium-ion, and see what all this excitement's about. It's, it's okay. worth it. Um, I would say uh, take a serious look at 12-volt tools. Uh, it is amazing to me. 80 to 90% of, of most jobs that, get, that, that are done out there can be done with a 12-volt tool. You usually don't need that extra weight. So I'm not against 18-volt. I'm not saying don't buy 18-volt tools. I'm just saying consider what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're an MRO guy, uh, you know, mechanical guy doing, you know, work on a on a facility, and you need to just, you're just constantly drilling TAPCONs all day long, um, and, it's, and you're holding the tool in your hand, you might want a little 12-volt hammer drill from one of these companies rather than a big 18.
1: Makes sense. And that might,
2: you know, that that just might be awesome for you to save on that ergonomics. Um, keep your eyes open for new stuff. There, you know, we're this is summertime, and uh, we are hitting all of these media events, and all of these companies are announcing new tools. Uh, some of them are coming out soon. Some of them are coming out more towards the end of the year. But man, I'm telling you, there's a lot of stuff that's going to hit the market and be very, very eye-opening for all of us. Okay. Um, yeah. And then I'd just say, I'd say look at look at platforms. Uh, take another look when you go to Home Depot. Uh, you know, take a look at the end caps and just look at what's out there. You, you know, people still, I think, have this kind of drill, impact driver, saw mentality. And those are great tools and they'll do you a lot of good. But you may be surprised somebody's got a inspection camera, somebody's got a, uh, a multi-tool, somebody's got a sander, somebody's got, you know, there's a lot of tools out there that you can kind of slowly build your platform and you can do it in a way that, that you can buy a lot of these tools without the battery and the charger, which makes them very inexpensive. So you can really build your your kit up um, and get the best tool for the job, rather than using the same tools over and over again in a way that they maybe weren't quite intended uh, to be used. So that's okay. kind of my summary. I think if you do that, no. I think
1: you're in good shape. That's a good one. That is a good one. Thanks, Clint DeBoer, for taking the time to share your insights. You once again have hit it out of the park. And folks, if you want to check out Clint's website, Pro Tool Reviews, um, and and all the great work that he's doing. Uh, go to ProToolReviews.com. ProToolReviews, exactly as it sounds, .com. Now we're going to jump into our relatively new segment, the Spare Parts Box, where we reach into the spare parts we drag around and just see if we can pull out a tidbit that we'd like to share with you. David, I think it's your turn to dive into the spare parts box.
0: Yeah, let's let's do this again. This is um, And this is just um, after 30 years. I'll be 30 years in business uh, in August. So I thought you were
1: going to say, I'll be 30 years old, and I was going to call you
0: out. Wow, you were going to tell them I was lying. Man. I'm not 30 years old. I'm 54 years old, if you want to know. You know, 30 years of business, John, I've been at the same address, I've been at the same bank account, same phone number, nothing's changed, it's all the same. You would think that I would be smarter than I am at (laughs) things sometimes, but, you know, this week has been trying for me because of, um, we're doing a big kitchen, uh, almost a $100,000 kitchen when it's all said and done, and have gotten behind because of inspections. Well. Uh. You know, I know better than this because uh, you can't count on the inspectors to come when you think they should come. They're you're gonna, lying. You're lying. They're going to come whenever they can get there. And what I did was I planned out too many things in advance and have have tentatively scheduled people, and it really blew up in my face. So we're we're three days of uh, was three days of waiting for inspectors, which is actually going to turn into a two week. Wait for some of the other oh, other okay. deals simply because you know the guys that we had scheduled are going to have to move on to another job and they're going to move us down the list. Um, so I, I think really my tip is is just be reasonable. Make sure you allow enough time. It's really better if you, in advance, will plan to allow for two or three days for the inspection process, not to mention if there happens to be a simple failure uh, because somebody forgot to put a stud guard or whatever, and they're going to come back. Usually they let you take care of it there, but you don't know if he's having a bad day. So give yourself a couple of extra days in there before you start planning and telling your drywall guy, yep, you can start on Monday Uh, because this inspection is going to be complete on Friday. Nope, it didn't happen. So that's my tip for this week. So just just, uh, be a little more patient, and don't get yourself into a bind and and cause yourself
1: more problems than you need. Good advice. It happens to the veterans too, so good good advice, good advice. So look, folks, if you'd like to listen to this podcast or share this podcast, you can visit us at www.proconstructionguide.com. Hey, if, uh, if, uh, if you haven't gotten your copy of a Pro Construction
0: Guide, then visit the Home Depot closest to you. They'll have copies at the Pro Desk. Uh, love for you to pick one up. Don't forget to pick it up. Uh, uh, the new one will be coming out soon. Always going to be a new one coming out soon, right? Don't forget to look for the newsletter. Make sure you get signed up for it. If you've got any feedback uh, for us, give us a call at 866-647-2346. Leave us a message. We really do want to hear your thoughts.
1: We'll see you in our next episode of Pro Construction Guide Magazine's Procast Podcast. We hope that you're going to make us a valuable tool in your toolbox.